everyone. Welcome back to the Completely Fucking Clueless podcast. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy. And my name is Sarah... (laughs) Your name is Sarah. That is right. I have so many names. I didn't even say any of them. Sorry, my mic was tangled and I was distracted. My name's Audrey... Uh, Olivia Jean Flowers and we both use she her pronouns my name is not Sarah (laughs) that was funny Sarah Jean that's a cute name though is that what I said you said my name is Sarah Jean and then you realized no that's not that's not my name Jean is my middle name honestly though that is the vibe of today it is a very rainy overcast day in New York it's being a little bit it is and the thing is it's a the first day of school for like a lot of people like the kids I nanny my partner so I'm like it's the first day of school for me and this is not the energy you want on the first day of school bad vibes all around like such a bad vibe like I woke up this morning and you know when you can like see through your curtains that it's dark outside still at 8 a.m in the morning it's at least bright now but when I first woke up it was just fully dark in here and so I don't really have lighting in my apartment um, let me explain further. In the, <laughs> in the main living area of my apartment, which is like kitchen uh, living room, there is one light that's built in. It's right over the kitchen and it's also a terrible, ugly light, but it also is nowhere near the living space. There's no actual lighting there. So I have a bunch of lamps that work to various levels, but there are some <laughs> areas of the room that like there's nowhere to put a lamp. So if it's dark out, it's just dark, dark in here. Yeah. Um. And so for the first, I forgot it was morning, so I didn't think to turn on a lamp, and I was just fully sitting in the dark for like the first two hours of my day. And then I was like, this is really depressing. Let's maybe like light a candle or something. I know. These days, it's just so hard. Like I woke up this early, this early, I woke up this morning at like 8 a.m. And I was like, I could go back to sleep. But I'm I not snoozed. going to. I, I need to get out of the habit. I snooze so much. Well, the reason I didn't was because tomorrow I have to wake up at like 645 for my first day of babysitting. And that that is killing me inside. Deeply. I believe in you. I know it's going to be a good thing for yeah. me, my mental health, my sanity. Um, but like the idea of it right now, like Unpleasant. getting, yeah, getting yourself back into it. It's like painful. Not a vibe. I know. So I've just said to myself, like the next couple of days are going to be painful. You know what? I believe in you. That's existing. <laughs> <laughs> the world wants me to exist through the pain. I'd like you to keep existing. I'd be me sad too. if you stopped existing. Me too. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But how was your last week of summer? Weekend, not week weekend good i think um worked nothing too crazy how about you nothing that crazy either actually no i went out on friday night oh my friday night extravaganza um (laughs) i was out till 4 a.m on friday oh fuck dude. well saturday morning which is a lot for me i never stay out that late so basically we go into the city and we get to the red lion at like 10. Cause uh, I remember you invited me out and you're like, Oh, we're going early. It's probably going to be yeah, an early key. night. Yeah. Like when I left my parents' house, I was like, Oh, usually like the main band goes on from like 10 to one. So I should be leaving there around one. Um, so we get to red lion and it was nice cause we got there early. So we could like breathe for a second before like the packs of people yeah. came in. Um, 
And the band was just not the vibe, mm. which was so stinky. I was like, you need... <laughs> You're so, it was stinky. so stinky. You need to know what to play at Red Lion. Like, people are going to hear, like, they want to hear, like, Mr. Brightside. That's they, literally the number one song that whenever I think of Red Lion, I think of I Mr. Know. Brightside. They want to hear, we're going down, down, me, 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 Suck it and pull it. Is that what it's? No. Suck it and stew it. <laughs> suck it and stew it, everyone. You know, when life gets hard, what you got to do is just suck it and stew it. Period. But like, that's what they want. Like literally this group of guys behind us was like, play blink, play blink. <laughs> like referring to blink 182, if anyone doesn't know. But I was like, play blink. Like where the fuck is the good music? And so after like an hour and a half, we were like, okay we can't let's get stamps like go let's say we're going outside to smoke or something get a stamp and there's this place that i heard about on an influencer's vlog called cafe wa which is down the street and she described it in a very interesting way so i was curious we were able to get in so we go in and basically there was a live band there too Mm -hmm. and they were playing it was cool because they were playing like older stuff but they were also playing things like the singer saying love on top her voice was so good and things like that the only thing we didn't like about that place was that like you were sitting at tables mm-hmm. so it's like you got up and danced but you're like squished in yeah. there's not a lot of space um we thought the pianist was so hot like i was like just because you have an instrument in front of you that is what makes you attractive and then we got up and saw his face and we're like he's so not hot <laughs> talent so attractive literally we were like sitting because he was right there and we were like he is so dreamy but then we looked and saw his face and we we're like yeah not not that cute from the front <laughs> which is mean but um so then we were there for like i think a little bit, bit past like 12 And then I get a text from a friend and she's like upset about something and is like wishing she was out. And so I was like, just come meet us. Like, let's go. Like, come out. I think we want to go to one other place because all we wanted to do all night was dance. And like no place is giving us that energy. So then we go to the other place. She meets us there. And like we were having fun. But again, it was just like not Not the vibe. And now it's like 2 fucking a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, when am I going to feel the vibe? And. And um, we went to one other place. I guess the vibe was felt just a little bit, but it was so funny. By 3.30 in the morning, it was like us and like just a couple other people. Like I had never seen a bar this empty. And I was like, all right, y'all, it is time to wrap this shindig up. Like it is time to go. I had like pre-ordered my McDonald's to my house As you do. before it closed because I was like, I want my McChicken. Um, so yeah, I got home at like 4.30. Um, I stayed up till five watching Sex in the City, and so I went to bed when the sun rose. <laughs> I was like, "Hello, sun!" I love that for you. I had a friend over for dinner, and we cooked a lovely little dinner. Oh, yummy! We got a little stony, and then we yeah. watched Ella Enchanted. <laughs> oh, what a good movie! I haven't seen that in a really long time. I hadn't either, and I literally told her I was like, "So earlier today, I almost texted you about this, but not you, my oh, friend who yeah. I was with, being like." I just like in the middle of work that day was like, I need to either watch like the princess bride, Ellen enchanted or like something of that vibe. Yeah. And initially we were like still talking and just like watching over or just like half watching it. And then little by little, we just like full dropped conversation. We were both just committed to Ellen enchanted as I think is the correct choice. That movie holds up. Um, Also Anne Hathaway, 
she's just so hot she is especially like when you're stoned like watching like you know you kind of get a more intentful eye yes yeah um but yeah we cooked a little dinner it was absolutely lovely that's so nice i need to cook dinner more i love having people over for little dinners i'm having julia over for a little dinner tonight wow you see i need to do that more i literally told olivia i was like we need to cook dinner more i was like i need to be healthier it (laughs) is also easier that i have my own kitchen yeah like i only like cooking at home when it's like either intentionally we're all doing it together or i literally would like if I was the one cooking dinner for my family that night, I was like, so I want you all to leave the kitchen yeah. so I can play my music, do, do my it. vibes. Right. That's how I feel. Like there's something about just like not being in your own space that like yeah. makes it difficult because then sometimes my mom's cooking dinner yeah. or like sometimes she'll say she's cooking dinner and then we end up ordering. So it's just like confusing. Yeah. But I did say to Olivia that I feel like, because I'm trying to like save to move and obviously like they're in school and have expenses. I was like, we should try and do like maybe like instead of going out on a date every weekend, like two times a month where we like cook or do something at home. But honestly, like we said last time, September is so fucking crazy that September's already over in my brain. I'm booked and blessed every weekend, (laughs) which I'm kind of excited for. I'm excited for, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be broke by the end of this month, but so many fun things that I'm so okay with it. I know. Well, you know what? This gets me thinking. Do you like, have you seen that trend on TikTok? That's like, um, just spend the money like the money will come back yeah. to you i like i agree to it to a certain point but i'm also like oh i'm also in a place of deep privilege and there are a lot of people that's like yeah no they have like peep other people they need to support right. or like they have uh loans they have to repay so like i agree with it to a certain point i also think our generation's experiencing it more than ever because like we're aware of the fact that like kind of even if you did everything right and saved the money and didn't spend and like we're perfectly frugal buying a house is still not gonna be an option for a lot of people so it's like like life is hard enough i'm going to get my fucking avocado toast (laughs) (laughs) period literally i know I was just thinking because Liz um, went to see Harry Styles like three times and I was telling. <laughs> That's genuinely impressive to be able to. Get oh, and she's tickets. still going one more time. Damn. And it, I feel like we had to fight to get our tickets to go one time. Really? Yeah. And this is like no offense to Liz or Harry Styles lovers, <laughs> but I was selling Olivia on the car ride. I was like, you know, it's so interesting, like you know what people like spend their money on or like what they want to spend their money on versus like other people like I was like Liz is going to see Harry Styles three times and like for me I don't want to see Harry Styles like I want to spend my money on like an expensive dinner like I think it's interesting to see and try and prioritize where you put your money yeah because yeah because that's being in your 20s like you still want to have fun yeah. But things are so effing expensive. Well, especially this city, baby. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I just want to have a good time. But, like, I know this month I'll be spending so much money because of it. Same. Um, Which is why I'm really looking forward to the, like, day and a half where my parents are here. And they'll pay for dinner for me. <laughs> <laughs> pay for my That's dinner. That's not just why I want you to visit parents. I promise. It's not just that I want you to bring me weed and take me to dinner. I also <laughs> want to see you. Um, I feel like that reminds me of college. Like whenever my parents came to visit me in North Carolina, I was like, oh, we're going to Whole Foods. I we're going booked, to Target. I would make all of our dinner reservations yes. far out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I and have ha- a whole plan. Um, I also find it really funny. I was talking to my dad the, the other morning on the phone. Um, and 
you know about our plan for axe throwing and mini golfing, etc. Yeah. He got it switched and thought that we were getting stoned for axe throwing oh. instead of for mini golf. And I was like, I don't know why, but for some reason that just doesn't sound like as good as an idea as getting stoned for mini golf does. Yeah. Do they have alcohol at the axe place? Oh, yeah. I'm just wondering axes and alcohol. They like they have like someone like watching your It's very okay. Yeah, I bet no. it. I, I knew it was. I was you just like, like curious. Um, yeah, no, we drank a bunch. I mean, my mom and I fully we showed up late because our dinner reservation we ended up going so long over and we were like already drunk when we got there that's so um, funny i'm excited to throw an axe me too it's very fun i'm so excited that's gonna be fun um but yeah it's gonna be a squad it's gonna be a fun month oh i have a correction to make oh on myself oh so uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> who was listening who no was... i i knew the correction oh before and, but they did also call me out on it of the episode that came out today oh okay um so you might have heard me realize this partway through when I had told you that the name of Julia's partner was like, I had told you the longer name and they actually go by a nickname. And then I realized partway through, oh. I heard it in the audio as I was listening that I was like, I'm not, Wait, yep. I'm not confident in that. I think I might have just fully made that up. So I saw Julia yesterday morning. And I was pretty already confident. And she was like, nope, you fully made that up. That is not... <laughs> Not a nickname. Um, the the that that is just their name. Um, so they also texted me this morning, <laughs> asking me what I thought that their full name was. Um, they they found it very funny. Um, and they they were like, you know what? Growing up as a kid, I always wanted an actually fancier name. So they were like, I'll gladly take it. Aww. Um, but yeah, like to apologize. I I realized as we were recording last time, and I was. Also, embarrassed by also when i had asked you you had already smoked and we're kind of out of it so maybe oh yeah that when, was it too when you guys initially asked me i was very stoned yeah and i think <laughs> it was me going and looking back and being like that's not right now that i'm sober that's incorrect um but yeah oh we love that always mixing <laughs> I, things up i i figured i'd make the correction <laughs> live laugh love <laughs> You know, I have so many names that I like to give other people names, Names too. can be really hard sometimes, though. Like, I feel like I'm bad with names in general. I know I'm bad with the names. And I'd say something that my dad said to me when I was, like, pretty young that I'm like, I feel like that set me up to just be a narcissist. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, <laughs> he said to me one time, he was like, you know what? I think you're going to be a lot like me, where a lot more people remember your name than you remember their names. And I feel like that's a dangerous thing to say to a child. (laughs) That's like a bold choice to make. Um, You're the star. Yeah. Like, Jeffrey, I already had an ego. He doesn't listen to this. Uh, Probably a good idea. Uh, Boost it up a little bit more. What? The ego. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not I oscillate between having the largest ego and the smallest. I either think I'm the hottest shit in the world or the biggest pile of garbage. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel like right now that's the stage of my life I'm in. Oh, I posted uh, this morning, though. I always, not always, if I have a photo and if I remember, I post on my Instagram every Tuesday being like, hey, (laughs) reminder, there's a new episode of Completely Fucking Clueless. Yeah. Um, And so I posted a photo we took at that like influencer pool party the other day of me in a bathing suit, which I technically have post others, but like not as close like they were all sort of like group shots where it was like less me the focus yeah and i definitely like when looking at them was like hmm, there's a lot of things that i don't like about the way my body looks but i was also like you know what i really i really like my smile and yeah. I, I, this 
like trying to push outside the comfort zone um like for like a full year i literally didn't post any photos that had my body in them yeah um just because i knew i would get way too in my head about it but we Mm. posted a photo of me in a bikini growth i love that i know it's hard it's hard when your body changes and like because right now i'm in a stage of realizing like my body has changed and i am like uncomfortable with it and you like think about trigger warning um any like restrictive things and you're just like i don't want to go down that road but i want to feel comfortable in my body Mm -hmm. it's such a like hard thing um and i know there's some like things in my life that are technically like i could easily help with um making some healthier choices but still pain in the ass yeah i like i've had like historically times where like i've gotten in like really disordered patterns of like eating or like exercising and so like like i really like being strong and i want to get stronger again but like I'm like always so like I'm now so cautious about like trying to do anything similar to that or like really consciously trying to be healthier because I find that like I can just get so spiraling and I can get so extreme about it so quickly and I don't want to do that. And so it's like just a a hard line to walk of like what is actually like trying to like be healthy and take care of myself. What is like because of like the deeply ingrained fat phobia in our society Mm -hmm. like it's Dude. so layered. It no, it really is. It's so layered, and I think it's a. It's really hard. I think to find a balance. Like you know, people talk about intuitive eating and all that stuff, but it can it can be really hard to like find that balance. And I'm also just like so sick of literally like, like I'm, like this is a whole separate conversation. But like literally so sick of like so many brands. I max out their sizing, and like I recognize oh, yeah. that I like, am still a like I am not considered plus size yeah and i max out so many brands clothes i i was looking um i was shopping like late at night in my bed last night because i have like we have events coming up and i was like i need clothes literally me and i was like there's just like no good options here and it it is it's really frustrating because i want to be cute yeah why are you not allowing me like i got so mad the other week when i was looking at these pants that um jc from uh that's what we said yeah what we said not that was i always call it that's what we said because that's what they say at their end of the podcast Uh, yeah um that she had on and i went and like looked up the website because she had liked them and i saw someone else liked them and they were like that sort of like parachute pants yes. coming back in yes, style yeah. and i was like looking at them and i was like okay not great they only go up to a large like probably not gonna fit me and then i looked and it said like model wearing size large and i was like yeah that model is like absolutely beautiful but very small and if she's wearing a size large then that means like I would need like three times extra large. Like, dudes, what what are your sizing options? Sizing is the biggest pain in my ass ever. Like, I was thinking about this last night. It's like I pretty much average somewhere between a one X and two X. So it just like really depends on like what the article is. I've like kind of like stopped just to meet. Like, I feel like I used to be decent at like I could just pick a size and it would usually be like pretty decently right and i feel like recently that's been awful lot in like the last couple of years like me ordering things and having them just be completely the wrong size and yeah. then like either after remember to like return them or whatever so this time before everything because we i also have a bunch of stuff coming up this month because a lot of them are the same thing yeah um i literally like took out my tape measure measured myself according to like the specific brands and yeah. websites whatever so i'm hoping that that makes it so at least i get slightly better fitting clothes yeah i'm hoping 
Ugh. Yeah. Sizeism, fat phobia, the clothing industry. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Anyways, do you have any clueless moments of the week? I only have one. What about you? I only have one too. Oh my god, mine's kind of goofy. Mine uh, is goofy too. <laughs> uh, I for like I feel like over a year now have been seeing all the TikTok cute girlies like they put like eucalyptus in their shower. Oh yeah, yeah, from Trader Joe's. Yeah, and so I finally I saw some at Trader Joe's the other day and I was like, fuck it, and I bought some and I hung them in my shower. Oh, did is help. there something I'm supposed to like yeah. do? Did I? Do, I don't know what I did. Like, did, I thought I was supposed to like smell like eucalyptus. Yeah. I is it the shower supposed to be like really hot? Is my only theory because I take relatively cool showers. Oh, okay. I I didn't notice anything. I tried turning the water up to. I um, I don't know what I did wrong. Huh? I just wanted to be a cute girly. I know that's interesting because you see the influencer girly do it all the time. And I, I think I even have a friend who had it in her shower. So I don't know if it's just like the water needs to be hotter, or like. I don't know, man. I should just... Again, a lot of my clues moments are things like, I could just Google. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was like, did you Google it? I didn't. Because I wanted to share, share. it. Yeah, that's so funny. I have this like eucalyptus like spray that I'll like yeah. spray on my walls of my shower. But... Huh. Yeah. Well, so I don't I know. wonder, are the influencer girlies lying to us? They would never. <laughs> they would never. Are people lying? Oh, my gosh. I on the, um, the other day I was watching TikTok and this girl was like breaking down how she like makes like her morning routine videos. I was like, that is so much effing work. It's like truly psychotic. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, in a way that I also do. But there's like so many things that we do nowadays in which like just the levels of performance we have right. going on. Like it's. I was insane. Like, that's not even a morning. She's not even getting in the shower. She's just like pretending to wash her arm. I was like, oh my God. I always wonder how like, yeah, would, if people are actually like recording segments, I'm like, how do they keep on time with actually showing their real schedule at that morning? Because right. filming the moments of it adds like setting up and taking those like what seem like really simple shots takes a uh, very long, long time, time that I'm like, how do they like get the timing right of anything? Because like, if I tried to do that, it would literally be midday by the time I finished like breakfast. No, same because I uh, like, sometimes I'll be like, Oh, like maybe I'll do like a day of my life or makeup video, whatever. And like, it just takes so much longer and you have to like remember to film. Yes. And like, there's just all these elements that you don't think about when you're yeah. just watching the final product. Um, but yeah, crazy. Mine's a clueless moment is a little bit similar. I wrote down, <laughs> how do girlies get dressed every day? <laughs> like there's people on TikTok that like have these full outfits like every day. Like even when it comes to their like athleisure, it's like so perfect and like, like same colors. Okay, My excuse for us. Okay. Is going to be that we weren't able to do that because like the classes that we took, you had to wear very specific, like movement orientated things, yeah. like often dance classes. So like that was never normal to us. And so that's my excuse as to why we don't. And my excuse as to why I don't now is I work at Lululemon. I can't wear real clothes there. I know. I'm just like, oh my gosh, how are you getting like Instagrammable photo outfits every day? Because even when I'm dressing like nice, like there's outfits that I'm just like, this is not a good outfit. Almost like I repeat stuff so often. Like, right. I mean, yeah, just the endless clothes. Like you have to repeat. And then I kind of was like, okay, if they are influencer people, yeah. they're probably getting a lot of free clothing yeah. and stuff like that. Um, or people helping with their style. But I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, like when I go and babysit, I literally roll out of bed and put like 
sweatshorts or sweatpants on looking like a complete disaster i'm in stained adidas pants right now and a sports bra that's too small for me yeah today i woke up and was like there is no way makeup or cute clothing is going on i was so happy when you texted me that because i was like great yeah it's it's (laughs) this weather it's like no one wants to do anything in this weather that's like super productive i'm like it's productive enough that i'm here recording this okay yeah but no i mean it like truly like I imagine it must be like that um, opening montage and Devil Wears Prada. Like, because I remember like, like I made myself look nice. It takes time, dude. It does. It takes a lot of time and effort. And like, I don't know. I also have said this. I'm not sure if I said this on the podcast. I'm just in this period of hating like every single article of my clothing. Same. Like I have gotten to the point where I just feel like I've worn everything so many times. Like I have this one reformation dress that I'm obsessed with Mm -hmm. because it like looks nice on my body. And so I got it in a thousand colors, but now like that's all I wear like ever. And I'm just like, I'm sick of this. Like I've worn it so many times, so many colors. Like I'm over it. I feel that. I feel that as well. But then it's like, let me, I know. And then I also have like so many clothes that like are either like a little too small or a little too big. Yeah. And it's like, well, do I get rid of them? Like some of them are nice, so I don't want to. And then it's like my weight fluctuates. So it's like, oh, that is the bane of my existence. Yeah, Like that's things like as it fluctuates, like continually having to like kind of re-replace my wardrobe is exhausting. But then it's also like annoying to have things in your closet that just don't fit you currently. Right. Like I have these sports bras, like there were two from Nike, one from Lululemon. And I've just been like going through my clothes, my room, my guest room, because my upstairs needs to be clean and organized. I love that you have your own guest room. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's the guest room. I call it my office and creative space. my house um and like um i I was like i feel bad tossing these bras because they're nice brands but like i'm not gonna like i don't know when my boobs are ever gonna get smaller at this point like i cannot keep these around and then like last night i ordered a new pair of jeans from abercrombie because mine feel a little tight right now yeah and i was like sad but then i was like i'm not just gonna like sit here and wear jeans that are uncomfortable like it's just like like, i've done that before where like i then have no clothes that fit and so then whenever i get dressed i'm like a sad and then b i have nothing to wear because nothing fits right you hate what you're wearing so i was just like i had a gift card to abercrombie so (gasps) i finally got the leather pants Ooh, you'll have to tell me how they go yeah so i was just like fuck it like i'm just gonna get a size a size up and like you know maybe these jeans will fit me in a couple months maybe they won't but like i'm not gonna sit here and have the weather get cold and not have a pair of jeans to wear literally i bought multiple more pairs of pants currently i've only had like one pair of actual pants that i like and they're a pair of white jeans that are like a little on the low rise side actually um you've seen me wear them yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and a i love them but b one pair of pants doesn't work well but c is that what i was on maybe i don't know c um it's also now after labor day so i can't be wearing white jeans all the time i know i thought about that about these white shorts i have i was like oh should i put these away but i was like oh it's past labor day mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but i just really i for some reason i've bought into that rule i know and i kind of i feel like i have to i feel like now it would be weird for me to like wear a white skirt or white shorts like after labor day like yeah. it's September. white tops obviously are fine but yeah like, or even a white dress I think I'd be fine with. But for some reason, white bottoms I have an issue with. Yeah. White dresses just remind me of graduation and weddings. Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, 
so that's coolest moments of the week yeah i think that's 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 the that's the vibe the vibe is how do the influencer girlies do it like at this point the answer is it's all i know money and it's their job i know i know i think about that a lot uh what i would do to have a job (laughs) (laughs) i have a job i have a job i'm but like but like yeah people always correct me when i say this but like a real job (laughs) I and know. that's not meaning anything demeaning towards like retail or anything, but you know Something what I mean. That that's I'm the going easiest to way to phrase it. Money at yeah, that money thing. She keeps she keeps being around. Yeah, I already have a plan for. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, I have an aunt who always gets me a Sephora gift card for my birthday. And oh I my already god, have planned what I'm gonna buy. <laughs> I love that for you. I'm jealous. I fucking love Sephora. Oh I'm mostly god. getting boring things like shampoo and shit. But you know what? Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. All right, y'all. So we are talking about changing your mind. Changing my major to Joan. Changing my major to sex with Joan. That's a theater reference if yeah. you didn't know. Sorry. Because we studied music Actually, I'm theater. not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. Okay, that was enough singing for the people. Um, but <laughs> we're talking about normalizing changing your mind today. Um, because Which I think it's so important on just like every level from like small, like personal to also like big like big big picture things like we need to allow people to change their minds right right so basically a friend from elon um sent us a message hi friend and um here i'm gonna read the message (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna read the message okay i would love to hear you guys talk about like the specific mental process of releasing the pressure you've built up for years to do this one thing um, granted for anyone who's listening for reference this one thing is music theater but obviously this could apply to anything like yeah. say you were studying to be a doctor for you know ex- uh, your whole life up until now want to change you know it could go anyway um, like for people who have to have been commuted to do something for years I think it's meant to be committed I think oh. it's a typo because commuted doesn't make sense right that's what i thought okay <laughs> like for people who have been committed to do something for years and then are reevaluating it as an adult or even the ratio of which that thing is a part of your life etc and the actual like changing of your mind and allowing yourself to still be fresh and young and not tied or committed to any specific thing and realize you can do absolutely anything even if it means starting over boom boy do we got some things to say about that i know so i guess i was sort of like when did you have thoughts about like in a career i'm talking about a career mindset right now when did you first like maybe start having thoughts about wanting to change careers or experiment in career um i think i might have briefly mentioned this like forever ago but i did this summer we uh before we entered senior year um which was the first summer of the pandemic right yes yeah 2020 um had just a full breakdown and was like uh, maybe i'll just get my master's in computer science after i graduate um i literally took like a whole coding class that summer literally like looked at programs with my mom and like what the requirements were what do you think prompted that for you um that theater had just completely fallen apart and the prospect of like like i didn't really have anything to do none of us had anything to do when was it going to come back like wanting something like more concrete um and just like wanting to feel like i had 
like because theater didn't exist and like as much as i knew it would come back at some point like you had no idea when yeah and like like wanting just like to have like literally a singular other avenue and like i've always been good at math and like computers and whatnot both my parents are in that um but i just like was genuinely just so terrified in a way i think i'd never been before yeah um and just like everything i'd been studying and like planning for my entire life just felt so far away and like also just like the whole world was on fire i was also like pretty depressed um yeah we we were not thriving yeah you know what about you i know i have a very specific moment so we were i want to say maybe it was freshman or sophomore year wasn't the pandemic wasn't even a thought at this point but um i had a friend who had graduated from a bfa program and was in the city like living the artist lifestyle and she would um talk about it and um, post about it on her instagram stories a lot and so I would watch them. And a lot of the time she was, you know, waking up at like 4 a.m. in the morning, you know, going down to the studios, trying to get her name on lists, seeing if she could get an audition that day. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. every morning to put my name on an audition list. Like, that doesn't sound appealing to me. Yeah. And I got so scared because I was like, this is all I've ever wanted to do with my life. Like, what do I mean? Like, I don't want to like wake up at 5 a.m. every day to try an audition. And so that was like the first time where I was like. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. That was just like the first time where I was like, I am not willing to go to the ends of the earth for my career um because before then like i would do anything but it felt like this was like the first sign of like i don't i don't know where things are going for me in this like direction yeah but it was a scary because we were at school we were at music theater school and like the pandemic wasn't in sight so now it's different where things are mainly the, recorded but yeah and i feel like the pandemic also allowed us and a lot of like our classmates both in our grade and the class above us and below us it both forced us and allowed us to sort of look at other things because it took away everything that we were doing for like minimum a year. So it just forced us to do other things because it was that or just like, wait, sing in your bedroom, act to your wall. Um, yeah, it's weird. I always like, and I know like you can't go back and change things, but sometimes I wonder like how I would feel about theater if the pandemic hadn't happened. I don't know how I'd feel, but I think I'd be on a pretty different path. I think my life would be relative, like a pr- pretty different. Me too. Not necessarily in doing theater, but it would at least be different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what path it would have been down, but um, I'm trying. Oh, um, but I feel like the th- when I was thinking about our friend's like question paragraph statement, I sort of started to realize like people like have said this forever, but something about like just thinking about this idea of normalizing, changing your mind, like this thing really stood out was that like the world is asking you to know what you want at 16 fucking years old. Oh no, it's fucking absurd. Like think it's about really it. It's really insane. Like, uh, but then uh, here's the thing is like most people end up going into jobs that aren't their college major. Right. Like me at 16 years old, not saying that like I regret grading my music theater degree. I do not whatsoever, but 
I'm just like the person I am now at 24. Like what in the world? I was making a choice about my life at 16 years old. And then you get out of college and you're a young adult and things change. And I don't think I was prepared to how different life after college oh my gosh it is so different yeah like lately especially with it being like back to school time of year I'm just like what I would do to go back to college and just like have someone telling me what to do yes because once you get out of college there is no one telling you what to do or where to go and it's like the endless amount of opportunity is like sometimes very overwhelming yeah it both it feels like there's so many doors but none of them are really close or really open and you just have to like kind of start like knocking on them which is terrifying because you don't know what's going to happen right I just think when I thought about it I was like wow it's just crazy to me that I was choosing a degree that is supposed to then lead you on for the rest of your life at 16 years old yeah it's it's pretty crazy I I'll never not find that crazy I know well I but I mean like like, I have no idea what I was going to say. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but I think also part of it is like getting older and then getting out of college. Like in college, you were always like guaranteed like holidays home with your family. Right. And like, I didn't realize how important those were to me until I got out of college and like, I didn't really have them last year. Right. And like, it feels really silly. Like, and I like it feels weird to say that like, like if I was on like Broadway, I'm sure I'd be significantly more fine with like missing my family holidays. But like, I'm not like, those are something that's really important to me. Yeah. And like, I don't like missing those. And I don't like missing those memories and that chance to be with my family and working a like retail job so that I can like audition all the time. And then missing those holidays for that is maybe not worth it. And it's like kind of crazy. Like it, if you'd asked me several years ago, like I, it, I would have never believed that I would say like, Hey, my family holidays matter more to me than potentially like being on Broadway. But I, I agree with that statement so much. I think why change comes about is because as we grow older, we think about and realize more what we value and what we want in life and, and who we are as people like, and what we're willing to sacrifice and what we're not. Right. Because if I think about 16 year old Sarah, who is a bundle of anxiety and didn't have that massive anxiety break yet, she was willing to go, 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 go. Now the Sarah who went through a very bad depressive episode Like, I can't go back to that, Sarah. I can't go back to the girl who would do anything and everything for theater, who would burn her, like, mental health alive for this thing, you know? Something that I've been thinking about recently that, like, again, sounds really simple, but, like, is really weird to accept is, like, maybe it's okay to just be happy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) maybe I don't need to, like, I, because, again, similarly, like, I just, like, every decision was made in the pursuit of theater and like some future and I just am like really reaching a point in my life where like I was there was like a certain part of me that was very unhappy for a number of years not blaming theater like um, like my own mental health of like things that I didn't deal with because I was so focused on other things um and like now that I'm like kind of in a better place with that I'm like 
maybe it is okay that just like the goal is to like I I tell people all the time like I'm just here to have a fun time like maybe it's okay that the goal isn't like success or whatever like that I can just the goal can just be to like be happy yeah I think it's hard because like I don't know about you or anybody else listening but when you do something for a very long time whether it be sport theater you're studying a specific subject it really becomes this like it becomes I- your whole identity, identity. Yeah. and so it was like I am the girl that sings and mm-hmm. wants to be on Broadway that's all my family asks about like when I see them at holidays right they're like so what are you auditioning for now like mm-hmm. all that stuff and now and that I was so insistent when I grew up that that was the only thing I was gonna do right I was also a kid (laughs) right and now it's like okay like I am more than just a girl that can sing and act I want maybe more than that like you know I think when I stopped doing theater, I thought I was always this like multifaceted person who had other things going on and theater wasn't the only thing. That and then was people a- would ask me what other hobbies or interests I had and I'd be like, uh, zero. I would say like cooking, but only really to feed myself. Like, <laughs> like no <laughs> other hobbies. Or like interests. Right. Even. And so it's weird. Um, and I think like, Especially in the business that we're in, this may be very specific for people that are listening who are in entertainment. Um, I also think there's an aspect to it where at some point, like the rejection can be very, very difficult and mentally like debilitating, like sometimes. Yeah. Because that's somebody like, you know, not saying that you do not face rejection in other fields because you definitely do. But, you it's know, a little more personal and a little more constant. Right. Like, right. Like literally the saying, like one of the sayings that we were always told is like, it's not your job to like actually book a job and go and like be in a show. It's your job to audition. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's hard. And yeah. it's also like, it's not, I, this is going to sound in a worse way than I mean, but like, it's a kind of, it's an intense community that is really easy to isolate yourself within mm-hmm. and like, becomes very insular and like I could have made the choice to try and make more friends outside and I've no regrets about any of my choice I love all my friends but like all of my friends are in theater and it's because it's all I've done and all I've known for so long and it is so insular and intense like we literally jokingly called uh (laughs) like non-performing arts students at Elon like we called them randoms half the time yeah Um, I called them normal people yeah um there was there was many many words um None, like, meant to be, like, mean in any way. Just, like, basically, if you were, like, if someone was hanging out or, like, lived with someone who was not in the performing arts and, like, someone asked you, like, oh, who they're living with, you would just say, like, oh, some randos. Like, not in a mean way, but just in a way, like, they're not in the performing arts. We don't know them. We don't care about them. Um, And so, like, then it makes it, like, even, I think, a little bit harder because then, like, A, you're, like, you're not competing with your friends, but it, like, can feel like it. Yeah, yeah. Even now, like, and I, I, because I want to be 100% honest, like, you know, I see people book things and I'm jealous or envious. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I wish that, like. I want to be doing that. Yeah, like, there's so I still love it. I still love it. And I think I have accepted that there are things about who I am right now that, can't make 
any theater possibility like a thing like let's say I saw um an audition for something in the middle of the United States Sarah who is valuing being in New York with her friends doesn't want to do that yeah you know which is hard and I'm like you know I don't want to be like annoying and be like Broadway or nothing that's not it it's just like I know that's where I'm at in my life is right now I don't want to go to the Midwest for four months and not see family and friends or be near any civilization yeah um and I think that's a part of like releasing the pressure when you are changing is that it's okay to recognize new things about yourself and to be okay with that. Look, I know it's hard. I know somebody may look at you and say, you're not trying hard enough because you don't want to do X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, if doing that thing is not going to make you happy or make you feel good. But I mean, like I still feel like a ton of like almost weird guilt over it. Or like, again, I think I've spoken about this in other episodes where like, I even if I was super successful at something right now, I would still feel like a little embarrassed or a little bit like a failure because I didn't succeed in theater. Partially because I've told everyone my whole life that was what I was going to do. And everyone is like, you're going to do it. And to just like kind of decide not going to do it anymore. And then like on the even farther flip side, the scary part of like going into other things is like this is like we concentrated in this. This is really all we've done for like I also went to arts high school like right I took academic classes eight to two and then I took my arts classes two to six fifteen like yeah. this is all I've done for so long and there's like I know that I'm smart and I have other skills but there's a part of me that's like kind of scared that I don't and then also like I don't have like any paperwork to really show that I have other skills like yeah it's then hard to transfer into something else because I don't have a degree that people take as seriously and there's a part of me that's like oh, am I now kind of stuck in this in-between where like theater isn't really working for me right now, but I also can't do anything else because I'm from theater. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel that it's like, yeah, I think that's the hard part of change is that there's a lot of like, again, like uncertainty. Like I feel like that is the thing about change that makes it so hard for so many people. You don't know what's going to happen. Like you have zero idea. Even if the current situation that you're in is bad, at least you know the bad as opposed to this could be a new bad. Like I like I hate have always hated change and always been pretty bad at change. Me too. Um, Which is why I say like the fact that I'm making changes like it has to be pretty big for the fact that like the need for change is overwhelming the deep fear that I have because I am as much as we're talking about this very casually like I've cried lost my mind like sobbed to my mom like oh I cried a lot about it about this like this change is absolutely terrifying to me like it's really scary to me that I'm applying to jobs and other things that I'm like I have no idea if I have any qualifications for right and I think it's scary because like yeah you don't know like at the end of the day if anything is gonna work out and you know I think it's really painful like I don't think that like I think it's amazing that we have this podcast that we can make jokes about it be silly be excited but there's also just like so much pain that comes with releasing something that has been such a part of your life for so long whether you are feeling love or hate towards it yeah because there are days where I'm like I miss this or I could be a part of this um and then there's other days where I'm just like I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole yeah 
I just I still love it very much and mm-hmm. I miss it very much but I'm kind of at a point where like again like I think we've both struggled with mental health a lot and I've struggled a ton with depression and like the intensity of theater a lot of times hasn't necessarily helped that and I'm at a point where I don't know if I'm willing to like again because it can take a really long time to like quote unquote make it yeah and even then like it can still be very very difficult like I don't know if I'm willing to be unhappy for 10 years for the hope of something. Yeah. I'm just not sure I want to do that to myself anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard and it's painful to, to have to like release it. Um, and I know that was something specific that this friend asked is like, how do you release it? Therapy. Yes, talk to people therapy, about it. A ta- be honest. Honestly, yeah. like talking about like it was really nerve wracking for me to talk to friends yeah. about possibly not wanting to currently pursue theater. But there are, I mean, like that's the thing. If you go and like I remember looking at like the classes above us and like being surprised at how few of them were like really seeming to still be in theater. It's it's going to be a lot more of you than you think. I mean, I'm this is now because I'm in my head talking to the specific person who (laughs) sent this, Um, but there's going to be more of you who don't do it than you think. And like, that's not a failure. Like I, again, I think we literally said this a couple of weeks ago, but like, I remember like hearing about alumni who were doing other things that were like not theater. And even if they were really cool, like being kind of, honestly, I would be kind of fucking judgy about it. No, Yes. I think in (laughs) school you're because you're so like, like like i don't want to say brainwashed because that's a very specific word but like you're so in like engaged and entrenched in this like thing and like the difference is in school you're actually getting to do the thing like i think the hardest thing about graduating is when you book a job you are and like during some parts of auditions you are but most of the time you're not doing the thing and like i i think i was willing to make a lot of sacrifices for theater because i loved doing the thing right I'm not willing to sacrifice everything to maybe get to do the thing is yeah. what I'm realizing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that statement. I think it's, it's tough. And, um, I also think for me, there's been like, like, Oh, that's, this is where I'm going. My mind's going everywhere. Um, when I think about like releasing this, expectation or this guilt or whatever it is to be so committed to this thing that was my identity for for so long I think about um, something that actually a casting an agent said during our casting series and he was sort of telling the story about this woman who I think maybe she got a degree in in theater but after college like decided to enter a different uh, like field or maybe she things weren't working out so she went to a different field and then 10 years later she was like okay like I think I may want to like dabble in this again and try again and her career like like she had a great career I'm going to be honest, that's like a big part of it for me is everyone told me like, you're going to do great when you're 40. And I forever have been like, what am I supposed to do until then? Just fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. Fucking around and find it out. (laughs) I think like, like also just as again, this is very specific with theater, but maybe it could be with anything else. I think that sometimes time and place just like mean something. And so there's a part of me that is like, feeling more comfortable in this idea of like 
and a lot of the time when I talk about theater, I tell people that I'm not doing it currently because I don't think I won't ever do it again. Oh, yeah. Whether it's regionally or in a community theater or singing with myself. Like, I don't think I'll ever stop. But, like, if you want to, like, say professionally wise. But, I don't know. Something about that story, too. It just, like, stuck with me and and said to me that, like, okay, if right now is not the right time because of your mental health, because mm-hmm. you're a 20-something in New York that that wants to prioritize having fun, which is not, like which is not bad. It yeah. is not bad to say like, I am a 20 something in New York city or whatever fucking city you live in. And I want to go out with my friends and, and I don't want to have to stay in and save my voice or, or X, Y, Z. Like it is okay to say that. Um, but I guess I just think about like, maybe there'll be a time in a couple of years, yeah. in a couple months where I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to it approach right this again. again. Yeah. Um, so, and I, so I think for any career you can, if you want to find that comforting yourself to say like, you know what, it's always going to be a part of me. And maybe in a couple years it comes back to me. Maybe it doesn't like, you know what I mean? Um, and I like all these things. So like, it's like, I think there's a part of my brain that's like, feels like I'm like lopping off one of my arms and doing this. Yeah. And it's like that love within me and all the things I learned and everything. It's not just like gone. And even if I'm not doing it right now, and even if I never did it ever again it's like i really do believe in what people say like these things have overlap and like it creates depth in me as a person like i it's not anything wasted yeah like it's not like i'm literally throwing it away i learned a lot from all of my experiences oh totally it was not a waste it's not i think i know from like i love to tell stories like Mm -hmm. in any field of you know performing and so I think you can find things that you take away from like whatever yeah. it may be that you're doing that you like are trying to release and leave. And like un- going back to the thought that I was just the rampage I was just on. Um, I think another huge inspiration to me in my life has been my mom. My mom um, was a stay at home mom. And then, I think in her late forties, she never finished her undergrad. So she went back to NYU and got an undergrad in, I think, I believe psychology. And then she went and got a master's at Columbia and that is now working in like a very prominent New York university in their mental health counseling. And, um, and she's like hitting 60 soon. Sorry, mom to out your age. Um, but like she's, you know, and she made our dreams come true. Yeah. Like, at like 40 something years old to 50 like you know and so I think watching that has also shown me like it could be at any point in your life you know and so it's okay to like take the stress off of feeling like right now is the time that I need to be the most successful the most like active in my field like you have so much time yeah and you're changing I mean if you're not even 25 your frontal lobe is not fully developed honey Mm-mm, not even a little I know um and I guess like something I wanted to mention that I talk a lot about in therapy that I'm trying to implement in my life that I think is really good for somebody who is experiencing change whether that be career mind body whatever is just like doing a lot of experimenting yes like that is sort of like what I am trying to do with my life right now um 
you know, as Audrey mentioned, we're both like trying to apply to jobs. Like we're both like, what is LinkedIn? And trying to figure it out. You know, it's a pain in the fucking ass. I hate writing cover letters. I don't know how you people do that every day. (laughs) Um, I was like, you know, especially because all of our life, like our uh, interview was an audition. I'm like, can I just like the writing? I know. I'm like, I'm pretty good at talking. Right. At least I think. Can I send you my resume and then you then you tell me if you want to talk to me or not? I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit cover letter going to say? I'm like, literally half of this is like fabrication. (laughs) I'm like, this is stupid. But but anyways, <laughs> um, anyways, but like, you know, we're experimenting with the LinkedIn. Um, you know, I am still like nannying to, you know, keep my income. I'm still at the Lululemon. Because that's something that's important is having that like steady income. Mm-hmm. I know that like I'm sort of dipping my toe back into taking voice lessons for like fun because like I want to be able to have like hobby ish mindset around yeah. performing um and then obviously we have our podcast where we get to dip our toe and being like that part of us yeah and so i guess my advice to you from my therapist would be you know experiment with things like sure maybe you have there's something you're just try it yeah because you never know and like things are always going to be busy and again i'd say like that was one of like the like kind of blessings of the pandemic was that for the first time in my life I wasn't busy it's like I got really into SFX makeup and like I haven't done that a ton recently but like I still love it and like that's a super cool thing that I'm always gonna be able to say is like yeah I can make my face look like a demon yeah (laughs) no you can like that's it I'm proud of you all of you I mean specifically the person who asked this question but you're doing great and it's it's scary as fuck and it's unbelievably tiring and just so so overwhelming um it is but there is the other side of it and like not that we're here there yet but no no you will figure it out yeah we will figure it out i everyone will figure it out you know uh, maybe not my dog he's pretty stupid (laughs) i love him but he's pretty stupid (laughs) he's Uh, getting really deaf now it makes me sad really off topic sorry everyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just think like it's scary and like i know we're going to an event this weekend and we're both like nervous to see people from all the elon mts which i'm very excited about in a lot of ways but also terrified of like oh there's going to be that moment where like people who i haven't seen or people who i look up to or like whatever like people i used to be close to where they're like what are you doing and i'm gonna be like i don't know and people are gonna be talking shop about like what shows they're in and what they've been working yeah. on because there are plenty of people who are very very successful in theater 100%. and i'm gonna have to be like cool definitely don't want to be doing that secretly and there's like all like the little things from like college are gonna come back and insecurities and whatnot and it's like it's tough it is and i think i'm trying to go in it like and i i've been feeling the same way like when people like i had dinner with olivia's parents the other night and they asked me if i was like still auditioning and i always feel this like need to um what is that word oh god not defend compensate maybe that maybe it is defend maybe to like to defend or i feel like when people ask me if i'm still doing theater i always need to like defend my choice to not do it or or i feel like i don't have anything else to be like oh i'm not doing theater but i'm like yeah this amazing job and so it can be really hard i think when people ask you especially because your identity is like wrapped around this one thing whether it be theater or whatever you're doing but i think there is also like 
I'm trying to be better at standing confidently in what I am doing and being like, I have this podcast that I love doing and, you know, I'm experimenting here and seeing where life takes me. And you may think that's wishy-washy of me, but I I have to experiment to figure it out. Gotta try what I'm doing currently isn't working, so I gotta try something else. Right. So, but I understand it can be very nervous. I'm I'm like both very excited and very nervous. Yeah. But I think it's okay to change. I think that's like life. I mean, if you don't ever change in your life, that's bad. (laughs) Right. We're always gonna continue to change and and things are gonna change because of it. And you know, it's it's hard to grow up and to graduate especially like when you graduate college and you realize that maybe like something you've always wanted isn't aligning with you yeah. or whatever. There's a lot of pain. And and I, my suggestion is to feel all the emotions that come with it. Cause that's the only way you're going to get through it and to write down your thoughts. Yes. Um, or like to, to keep track of them, to notice like, things. I like, I created this list a couple of weeks ago. Of oh, like yeah. Things I want from the future. And like a lot of them are very silly and like, like kind of ridiculous, but like it again, to like really think about what are your values what are the things you care about what are the things you can't sacrifice what are the things you can sacrifice what are the things you like doing what are the things you like hate doing yeah like just figuring those out like as much as it can still be really confusing can help solidify some things like yeah because the thing is is like if you figure out like what you like what your values are that's where you make like quote-unquote goals which yeah it at least gives you more shape like just staring into like an endless like future is fucking terrifying yeah but at least like it gives you a few more goalposts of like i know like i want to be able to spend the holidays with my family that gives me at least like one sort of street sign of like something to reference of like okay i know that i want this and i know that that means that this doesn't work for me right i know for me like literally my only goal in life right now is to move out of my house fair and i just keep saying that to myself i'm like that's the goal yeah and so, like, if that's the goal, there's certain things that I need to do yes. for that goal. So I hope any of this was helpful. And if you try something and don't like it, you can stop. Yeah, it doesn't have don't to be do forever. It. I have a friend who's, like, possibly starting a new job soon. And she's like, I'm going to do it for, like, a year because I need to make some more money. And, like, that's just what I'm going to do for now because I need to make some more money. And that's fine. Right. <laughs> no, uh, there's there's opportunities that I'll look at and I'll be like, okay, like, these are not the type of hours I would like to be working. Um, I actually wouldn't like to be working at all. Um, but like. <laughs> there is no dream job. I do not dream of labor. <laughs> but maybe working these hours for X Y amount of months or a year will get me to a point where I get more say over my hours or yeah. what type of work I'm doing because I'll get the experience to apply to new things. Yeah. So life is tough is is the moral of the story is there's a lot of different things about life do you want to hear what an old ballet teacher used to tell me give it to us ballet hurts then you die <laughs> he told that to like us we were like a group of like not even middle scores <laughs> ballet hurts <laughs> then you die gosh i don't just... know why but i've always found that funny <laughs> you know what i really i'm gonna put this question up after this episode goes up i really want to hear from our listeners that are not theater people what they think about this industry after we talk <laughs> about it, because there is, I mean, and, and like before we end this conversation, I also want to say that as you get older, you take off your rose colored glasses and realize that there's things about the career that you choose or whatever that are not cute. All right. 
like that you like i didn't realize how fat phobic the theater industry was until i graduated from college oh, yeah. and it hit me over the head like a rock and that's that's a, like i will not i again i will be very honest and say there's a lot of hesitancy to walk right now into an audition room in my body because i have a feeling that I know what those people behind the table are thinking. And I know there's a lot of things wrong with the statement I just said, as far as like, <laughs> sir, you need to let that go. Like, da, 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 da. I get that. All right. But if we're also going to look at theater, like look it up. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, I would love to hear. From <laughs> it makes me so angry. You have no idea, but um, I would love to hear from the people that have like, that do not do theater. <laughs> I like really don't know anyone who doesn't do theater, but I imagine it would be similar to a couple months back. Another friend who went to a theater high school and I were talking to a friend who went to a normal high school Uh and she was like, yeah, no, this doesn't, this doesn't sound good. And we kept being like, no, no, we loved it. And we have no regrets about it. And she was like, well, everything you guys have said sounds like negative, not illegal, but like wrong, wrong. Isn't it easier to to talk about the negative? I could say I don't know. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> but I, there's a lot of, there's fucked a up lot shit. of like okay. very obvious things that like, now that I'm older and I look back, I'm like, uh, maybe no. Yes. <laughs> and that's, yes. That's another part. Uh, again, getting older, getting wiser. You look back and you're like, what in the world? Yeah. Anyways, I hope anything we said was helpful. I hope um, something we said was helpful. If there's more specific questions, always feel free to DM us. We're yeah. pretty much open books and are willing to talk about whatever. I have very little verbal filter and I lack a sense of public shame. Yeah, but maybe one day when we're older and wiser and have been through this period in I'll our lives. A, I'll have some shame. <laughs> no, that no, that we could we'll write a book or something. Oh yeah. And we'll call it That's completely one of our fucking, things on our, our long term goals is to write a book. Yeah. And we'll talk about this time. Yeah. Um also like uh, we should probably start journaling so that we don't I don't remember anything oh, ever. If I don't a, write shit down, I'm not gonna remember but anything. But we have podcasts. Yeah, but do we want to go back and listen to everything? I don't know. Slash, we can't just reprint in a book what we exactly said on the podcast. True. Well, ever <laughs> since you mentioned doing morning pages, that's something I need to get on Amazon today. I really want to do that. Um, I need to get back into doing it. Because I feel Oops. like I need to, just like we gave you the advice of, is writing things down and sort of thinking about, like, uh, because, you know, I feel like right before I go to bed, I like spiral about what what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. Like I just go down this really crazy rabbit hole. And so I'm hoping that maybe doing that can sort some things out. I don't even let myself go to bed in silence anymore because I just spiral too quick. I put on some, there's like, I'll put on like some random YouTube compilation in the background because I don't, I silence is not allowed. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. That's something to work into in therapy. We're getting to it. Yeah. Um, but that's today's episode. Yeah. We hope y'all enjoyed. Hope it was helpful. Again, DM us if you have any specific questions. We're still going through our huge change period and we'll be honest with you guys. We're going to keep being in our, this is just the beginning. I know. And this fall will be really interesting for the both of us as we try and experiment with life. I hope slash my family hopes, but specifically I hope that like I have something else figured out before Christmas. And that both feels like. Yeah theoretically far but i'm like oh that's coming fast yeah i that would be my goal as as well i'm hoping that i love babysitting love the kids but i'm hoping that maybe in the winter or spring something new can come along in a field that i'm a little bit more interested in than babysitting (laughs) 
So wish us luck, everybody. Yeah, we're going to need it. Yes, we're going to need it. Um, And that's today's episode. That is today's episode. So if you are enjoying what you're hearing. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, follow us on TikTok at completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. I hate that you've stolen that from me. I hate that oh. we flipped. I like oh. saying the TikTok. Okay. Uh, we'll flip next time. We'll flip <laughs> back. Sometimes I'm like, which one do I do? Oh, see, I always know because it's completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. Yes. Um, uh, Guys, I get weird and possessive about weird things. It's okay. how my brain that, works. That one will be yours. I'm I'm not going to. Uh, it's just the way it is. <laughs> um, But follow us on Instagram at completely fucking Clueless. Yeah. I, I did some fun graphics for today's episode that released. Maybe I'll do it I again. I really liked them. Thank I was you. so impressed. I was like, that looks so professional. Guys, I um, am a graphic designer on Canva. Literally. Hire I know me. whenever places are like, are you proficient? in canva i'm like <gasps> you know what people <laughs> want to know the, or the one thing i see on linkedin especially for like social media positions it's like be like um proficient in adobe i don't know what the fuck like what the fuck is an adobe <laughs> <laughs> um adobe they have like a bunch of apps like editing are, things yes. i know but i'm like but they also cost so much can money. you teach that to me like i'm just like i'm proficient in other apps that i'm like i could figure it out it would take me a little bit of time yeah, and I'd like actually send some long nights, but I could YouTube search it. If you like me enough, give me the job and, and then I out. will figure I it will out. I will figure it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Just trust me. Okay. I'll figure it out. Oh my gosh. Um. Anyways, have a fabulous Tuesday, everyone. Have a fabulous week. Have a fabulous September. Do you remember? My favorite, I think, TikTok audio ever. Um, <laughs> it's just when they go, do you remember? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> whenever I hear that song now, that's what I do. It'll just like everyone else will be singing and I'll just go, no. We um, hope you remember. To... It's my sister's birthday, the 21st of September. Oh, I think it's Olivia's mom's birthday. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. Stay spicy. <laughs> that is not. I don't know why I said that. It's not stay spicy. Don't forget. Oh, wait. Let me start that again. I know. I really, I keep actually something I've generally been thinking about a lot. And I should probably just wrap myself up. Regardless, I'm going to say this um, is uh, (laughs) because my mom pointed this out to me that our closing is always uh, don't forget to stay motherfucking clueless. And I'm always like, oh, damn, I should have thought of something like because like my favorite murder, their outro is one of them says stay sexy and the other says don't get murdered. I'm like, oh, I should have thought of something. But now it feels like too late in that I'm like, I feel like it would be forced if I added something to it. No. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. You never know what will arise. I, my brain's wandering now. So, yeah, we'll um, okay, I'm going to stop and let's hear <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Have a fabulous week. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. Bye. Bye, everyone. You see, this is, you I know, really where, lost it right you know where I'll sing is on this podcast. <laughs> you know, we're all super theater best, but like.